A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we were joined by our old mate Lee Mack, comedian, Blackburn Rovers fan, who uh, is starring in an opera. Yes, a new role for him. As the commentator. It's a a football-themed opera in the, uh, The Gods of the Game. So he told us more about that, which was good. Um, we also spoke to Simon Calder, the travel expert, because the prices of the hotels are frightening even uh, the players' families. They're that hefty. Great. Shocking, really. So Simon told us why. We had a bit of a chat. We did. The listeners got involved, didn't they, which was good of them as always. Yep. And, well, that should just about do you. Here it is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, Paul. And uh, it's very interesting. I'm, that game last night was fascinating because at one point, when England weren't doing particularly well in it the game... It wasn't last night, it was Monday night. Monday night, yeah. <laughs> Don't Monday you night. start. Don't start, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is that it wasn't quite clicking. And you know with England, if it does click, they could do well in Qatar. There's yeah. no reason why they can't. Going forward, when they looked great in that spell... It's, yeah, I was just saying yesterday. Though, you have to ask: Would they have played like that unless they were going for broke? They, you know, they had nothing to lose by playing like that. Could they play like well, that? Might be a lesson if they start you know, from scratch. You know, it might be a lesson for him to start like yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, I do think, thank goodness, the World Cup isn't on Channel Four. It's such a bock. We have one on Channel okay. Four. <laughs> I don't think you can just play. It's a bit unfortunate. I don't <laughs> think you can blame Channel Four. And. Uh, Havertz, is that so typical of him, isn't it? I mean, he's... Oh, yeah, what a goal. You You were taking the mickey on Monday, saying, I'm sure he'll he'll have a brilliant game. And he did that, didn't he? Yeah, because that's what he does. He just drives you mad. He's obviously a brilliant footballer, but he just doesn't do it enough. But you saw what he can do in that game. uh, But Werner, it was funny, actually, watching him. He does stretch the play, Werner, though. He Mm. does make it difficult. Germany improved when he He's always made good runs. It's what he does at the end of the run. He's classic, Werner. I knew every time he was through, it was about three times. I thought, don't worry, he won't score here. And he didn't. (laughs) <laughs> but I thought Mason Mount in the game under Potter, the first game, was showing signs of yeah. coming back, and he certainly looked good when he came on. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not all doom and gloom, but I, I do not. worry about, you know, you worry about Gareth's quotes about Maguire, you know, he just so believes in him and he just... It's almost got to a point where he has to pick him It's up. a point of principle. Yeah, a point think. of principle. Well, it? look, he didn't have a... We were saying yesterday, he didn't have a bad first half and there were some good God, moments. Bloody, but two goals yeah, he gave away. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and obviously that piles the pressure on even more, but we talked to Mark Goldbridge about it. He's got to be playing games and probably his best chance of playing games is for um, mm. Sandro Martinez or or, um, or Varane to get injured. That's probably going to be his best chance. They're yeah, going to have to probably. pick up a knock and he comes in, he gets game time and he does well and he keeps his shirt. But, you know, Ten Hag doesn't care he's about him. pick him. Nor should he. No, really. he it's not won't. his job. But he's going to pick him whatever happens. He's going to pick him and he's going to start him. Well, look, I don't know. I, th- I think he's going to pick him in the squad, whether he mm. starts him. I mean, he kind of hinted, didn't he, in that press conference that he said if he's completely undercooked and he's hardly played any football and he... But they've only got five days to make their mind up. Unlike the normal two or three weeks you've had, what we need, we need a nice, friendly, a morale-boosting friendly against Aylesbury, like they did in <laughs> yeah, 1990. That's not a bad Big idea. Cliff Hercules. I think. I think England won about eight-two. Yeah, they was did. that? Not, I, mean, I think it might have been the Euros in, no, in '88. I remember, I remember yeah. the game. You they did. played. Yeah, they yeah. played Aylesbury, mm. didn't they? And they did uh, just as a warm-up match. Well, I think we'll get that one on. Yeah, okay. We'll, put, we'll put a word in. Get Gary Maguire some game time against that. I'm not sure it will tell us anything. <laughs> whether it will prepare us for Brazil, really. Um, although maybe this is a good sign mm. because the BBC uh, have moved the Sports Personality of the Year show in case England reach the World Cup final. I think you're probably going to be all right. Yeah, they might, though. That's the thing. Yeah, they no, of could, course. You know, they could. Yeah. December no one the looks 21st. that strong. I mean, the, the strength of the know. tournament looks Brazil in Brazil and, and Argentina. Yeah, we spoke to Tim yeah. Vickery yesterday, and they are on. They are in very it's good nick at the games moment. for Argentina. Yeah, they're beaten. playing very well, yeah. and so are Brazil. I mean, Tim was telling us yesterday... Uh, just what an attacking force they are! You know, they, you'd think against better opposition they'd be easy to catch out, but they you just basically you just can't get the ball off them. They just shut you down. They're looking really, really good. So anyway, we shall see. We shall. A um, um, couple of things to get the listeners on. As yeah. I said, Gareth Southgate in Vienna last night, um, watching Iran play England's uh, opponents, and they had a friendly uh, yesterday evening against Senegal. Finished one all. And the way the Sun put it, they uh, said that uh, Gareth Southgate travelled to Vienna for a spying mission. And I thought, <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, has he, has he gone in in a sort of a forced moustache and a pair of glasses? But, um, well, I saw pictures of him. He's wearing a baseball cap. Well, that's not like him. So, because a lot of celebs do that. Have you noticed that? I mean, a celebrity. Famously, I yeah. noticed it with, uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, but quite a few celebs. Phil Mitchell. And it works. <laughs> Having spoken to a celeb of our acquaintance, if he puts a baseball cap on, yeah. fewer people recognise that him. That is true. So it does work. So maybe Gareth was on a spying mission and he was in disguise. We're interested to know today, when did you ever go in disguise and why? In what circumstances were you that person in disguise? Or maybe you've witnessed it as well. Not celebs. Could be you. Could be one you've spotted. And how effective was it? Um, if it was a celeb, of course. Do let us know. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. And um, now, uh, the, the king of non-league. It's not Charlie Baker uh, here at Talksport. It is undoubtedly Tony Incenzo, one of our fine match reporters. You often hear him 
bringing us uh, games from QPR, where he, he never misses, really, at Loftus Road. But uh, Tony put out a tweet um, earlier on today saying, I've had some incredible experiences in my 50 years as a football fan, but last night was something completely different. It mm. was a real honour for me to be invited to Somerset to perform the official opening ceremony to switch on the new floodlights at Nail C and Tickenham FC. Even though they can't afford to run them. Well, they're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they put, probably put them on for about two minutes <laughs> and then turned them straight off because of the electricity bill. But it's a ceremonial role, and Tony is a, a, a groundhopper of... Uh, um, you know, some repute. So we're interested in the ceremonial role you had. Did you ever find yourself invited along to do? Have you ever done a, no, nothing ceremonial? No, you've I never cut. You've never cut a ribbon. Never cut a ribbon. You've never done that. No. Oh, okay. No. You've never turned on the floodlights no. at a non-league ground. No. That's quite specific. But anyway, let us know. Talk I used to sport. compare the school fate. You used to compare. My kids were at school, yeah. But there was, but about, there was uh, no. Well, you didn't do the. You would call upon the lady mayor or the yeah, Lord or mayor. Jeremy Beadle, as it was. At the oh, time. Jeremy Beadle yeah. came along. Did, oh, he? Yeah. did he have to cut something or what? Not really. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> there was no official opening of anything. No, not really. Okay, your ceremonial <laughs> roles. The day you went in disguise and why, or witnessed others. Um, Talksport dot com text eight. Yeah, I mean. Does anybody need something opening or a ribbon cutting? Because Andy's never done it. Oh, yeah. You know, he's not getting any younger. <laughs> so, I mean, we are talking about bucket list here. So, is there anything you want opened? I mean, knowing Andy, it'll have it's to be... very short, with, my bucket list now. Yeah, no point. <laughs> One of them's to own a bucket, which is quite weird. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, um, if you need something doing it, it'll have to be quite close to where he lives, because he's not the sort of bloke who's going to travel any distance. You were once offered uh, the chance to be a mascot, like to run out yeah, on the Lee, pitch. Lee, wasn't it? Uh, Lee RMI, wasn't it? Yeah. Offered you the chance, but you thought it was too far too to go. Too far, yeah. Okay, it's so yeah. he's not that intrepid. He's no Michael Palin. <laughs> so within reason, if you need something opening, a ribbon cutting, <laughs> let's make Andy's dream come true. Talksport.com, text 8189. West London preference. Tweet TS18J, <laughs> very specific area of West London. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, the worlds of uh, opera and football have collided on this show before. I'll make yes. Michael Volpe. You Very took much so, yeah. uh, some of the shed end Chelsea fans to try and get them into opera as a man who straddled both worlds himself. But this is uh, taking it even further. It's uh, an opera featuring football fans. Um, and here to tell us more about it is the man playing the kind of John Motson role in all this, the commentator mm. in the opera. It's Lee Mack. Hi, you, Lee. Hello, chaps. Are you all right? Yeah, yeah we're good. good. Thanks. We're good. So I take... uh, you've got a slight, you've got a slight tone in your voice that says, "How the hell are you in an opera?" <laughs> well, they, they were the, you've obviously seen my script because that, that was the exact words that were coming out. No, no, of course not, Lee. You can turn you out to anything, but how the hell are you in an opera? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I was surprised that you got your own radio show. Like. <laughs> yeah. um, I I am in an opera because uh, I think. Uh, they needed someone, obviously, that uh, that can that can talk because every opera singer. I don't know if you know this, but even when they're not like rehearsing, they're singing. <laughs> they're singing when they're ordering a coffee. They've lost the ability <laughs> of speech. Do so you... I'm the, I'm like a narrator, I suppose. Yeah, but you don't have to sing. Oh, good God, no. In fact, I would put that right up there on the PR thing of saying, <laughs> come and hear Lee Mack not sing. Yeah. If that doesn't sell tickets, I don't know what will. Have you, you never did Stars in Their Eyes. You must have been offered it over the years. Did you? Was that ever an option? Who, did you ever thought who you might have been had you done it? I think I would have probably been, who would I have been? I'd have probably gone for uh, Vera Lynn, something like that. <laughs> you know. 
Well, that, that would... I've, always told, I've always been told I've got a young Vera Lynn about me. Yeah. So very nice. <laughs> that would have been a test in the makeup department, wouldn't it? I would have thought. Oh, you never know. I mean, yeah. I can I can turn my face to anything. <laughs> but it does sound like fun, this Lee. Um, from what we've read, there. so they have drafted in. They got real football fans to audition for it, didn't they? And so the chorus uh, are proper football fans. Yeah, and I'm genuinely excited to hear mm. that. I we I've been rehearsing a lot, and we yet I'm yet to hear it because in the rehearsal it's played on a little computer that's so quiet I still have never heard it, so it could really throw. Um, but it it's so like I didn't realise that I did this just how many opera songs you know are chanted on the terraces. I don't mm. think that people on the terraces know they started as opera songs, but quite a lot of them started out as opera songs. So. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting when they all sort of come in behind me with like yeah. a thousand voices, but on a screen. Yeah, it might be nice, wouldn't it, if if some some of the world's best opera singers brought out an album of the football chants. You'd always love to hear. Yeah. Is there a fire drill? That would be <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be great. Sung, <laughs> sung properly by an opera singer would be would be fantastic, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, who's you know they're all you know Pavarotti singing. Who's the person in the black? Yes, but obviously yeah, yeah. I've it <laughs> for that. Obviously, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, it's, it's going to be a live performance in, in performances in front of an audience and uh, and then recorded and played out during the World Cup. Yeah, so just before the group stages of the World Cup, it will be on Sky Arts. Yeah. And uh, it's a perfect time because it's it's very much about the, the sort of bidding process of how people get the World Cup. So it's quite controversial. Mm. Yeah, there is. I mean, the, the opera is, is there's there's a, a kind of story to it, isn't there? And it, it enters the world of corruption and, and other slightly murky areas of football, apart from a sort of celebration of football as well. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's very much about the the, the the corruption in football and how people get try and get World Cups. They've been very clever to avoid any legal issues. No country or people are mentioned, but I think we can probably guess which uh, FIFA president they might be yes. suggesting. Yeah. I think we can. I think yeah. Kwame Kwayama is involved, a fine actor and director as well. Yes, I believe so. I have to be honest, I'm I'm sort of drafted in like once or twice a week. I'm drafted in so little that every time I come in for rehearsal, I've completely forgotten everything I learned last time. <laughs> so I think they're starting to realise they've got like they've got someone a bit out of his depth. Um so I've I've started in, insisting on a few things like, you know. Cheat notes, shall we say? Right, okay. I'll, be, I'll be all right near the day. I mean, <laughs> it's a fun thing. I'm sure you get offered a lot, and I'm sure that you know you get that phone call from the agent saying, "Do you fancy being in an opera about football?" You must think something. Yeah, you know that sounds like fun. It's certainly, uh, yeah. I, I do. I like this job because you do get surprising offers. I remember the time that someone rang me about. Do you remember that thing, National Treasure, with Robbie Coltrane? Mm. I remember someone say, ringing me up and saying, um, do you want to be a national treasure? I said, what's that? And he said, it's a thing about historical sex crimes. And I said, well, who am I playing? He said, you're playing yourself. And that was a really <laughs> bullying phone <laughs> Genuinely, I was playing myself in it. Wow. Uh, so when I got this call and they said, do you want to be in the opera? I honestly thought you've got, you know, you do know you've got the wrong number, right? Yeah. I don't do the singing. We went, no, no, you, you can... Uh, you can just do the talking parts, but it's incredible when you're right in the middle of it, you know, right sat back in the middle of like 500, well, not 500, but loads and loads of brilliant singers. Yeah. It's like being, it's like being in the, in the stands, you know, when everyone sings at the mm. same time and you can't help but be moved by it. It's incredible. It's the, when you get close up to opera singers and they're singing, it's the power, isn't it? That you think, wow, where, where does all the power, even a, even a solo voice for an opera singer just blows you away in a way that often other singers don't. 
Absolutely. It's so true. I mean, there's, there's, there, I mean, it's a cliche, but I have to be honest to say, when they do Nessum Dorma, it still gets me every time. Yeah. I still, I still think of Chris Waddle and Stuart Pierce every time I hear it. <laughs> it does have um, that association. Well, you had your, you had your Stuart Pierce moment, didn't you, in, in Soccer Aid? You had, you know, the, the, well, redemption. the, the redemption moment. I had the, re- I did have the redemption. In fact, I often visualise that when I, if I ever did score that penalty, I would do the Stuart Pierce. You know the way he just stood there yeah. calmly and sort of put his fist out to the crowd. Yeah. But I didn't. I just lost the plot. It all went out the window. Yeah. Yeah. You've been branching. But, uh, if, if, you, if you missed it, anybody, just have a little, have a little YouTube mm. Lee Mac penalty. Whatever. That's... It's not about me. Yeah, the one he put <laughs> away. It's clear. Yeah. Make sure it's the one he put away. Well, you'll, you'll find a selection. Oh, yeah, I think the, or as I call it, the fourth. The fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> You've been branching out a bit lately, haven't you? Obviously, you did not going out, which would be yeah. for He's ages. still got the window cleaning round, though. No, You've you, not let that go. You have did you? Vim Hoff's programme. Oh, no. Was... Well, you, you, never, you never know when it's going to go you wrong. Never, you, know. you don't. That's right. You've got to keep, it, say, keep on the tools. When I'm cleaning your windows, it's so nice that you do give me a little wave. There'll be a little bit extra for you at Christmas <laughs> as it was last year, so don't worry oh, about that. Sorry, Andy, what were you saying? Branching out. You did freeze the fear with Wim Hof. Was that fun? Yes. Yeah, mm. with the with the, the crazy Wim Hof. Yeah, it was mm. fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't obviously do anything that involved being cold. Yeah. I. Uh, in fact, I said for a joke, I'll always be the one with a hot chocolate and a fake fur coat on all the time. But actually, I ended up struggling because you know when you go skiing and actually you spend most of the time boiling hot. Mm. It was one of them. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really backfired that job. But yeah, that was that was an interesting uh, few weeks. Uh, Andy says you're going to be in Brassic, he's telling me, he reads today. Yes, I'm actually going up there tomorrow to about my fourth or fifth day, yeah. So uh, I'm going from the world of Brassic to the world of opera every other day. Incredible. (laughs) Two massively different worlds. Oh, that'll be fun, yeah. And The backstage uh, banter at Brassic is a lot more... uh, Well, a lot more sweary, shall we say. I I would imagine it is, yeah. And have we got more not going out to come? Yes, so I'm also trying to uh, write that on the train going up to Manchester when I'm going up to do Brassic. I think I need holiday, basically. Yeah, it sounds like I it. I'm, I am starting to think something's going to have to give, and I think it might be the window cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure someone will take it on. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's people out there who will take that on. Oh, no, no, you don't take on. You sell the round. Oh, you do, sell yeah, you it. sell the round. I mean, I'm sure you've got sell a price in mind. So if there's anybody interested out there in, in buying yeah. Lee Max round off him, I mean, he, he does some good areas, <laughs> so it is good at Christmas. He does some quite upmarket it's areas good. around his way, so yeah. uh, a lot of windows, though. a collection of buckets. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, so before I let you go, uh, Blackburn Rovers, uh, not going yeah. so bad, are they, On just outside the playoff positions? They're kind of effectively, well, you know... Yeah, everybody's outside the playoff positions. Yeah, but, you know, just, out, just outside. Oh, yeah. They're, just always, outside. they're always just outside the playoff. <clears throat> I mean, last year, they went on such a run. I thought they were really going to do it last year. But they've, um, yeah, no, I think a new manager. and new, I think they, they they just go on... The problem with Blackburn is they go on runs. So they're either winning five on the run or they're losing five on the run. Their current run is that they're never drawing. They haven't drawn a game this season yet. So I think they've won five, lost five. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a nice, a few tedious be, games. It'll be quite good, wouldn't it? Just a couple of boring matches, couple, boring one A couple one-alls. of boring one-nils, that'll be perfect. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I reckon six this year, scrape into the playoffs. That'll be my prediction. Oh, OK. We well, okay. never know. Well, How good. often do you see teams from sixth go up? So, yeah. so um, October the 6th, um, Lee, we're going to be able to see this on Sky Arts. Is that right? No, no, that's the October the 6th is the opening night. Oh, so yeah, the, yeah. You can buy tickets to see it live at Grange 
Park, he says, looking over to a lady who's telling me... Grange Park Opera in Surrey, yeah. You know it. I don't need to tell you. Grange Park Opera in Surrey. Mm. October the 6th is the opening night. I'm doing a few nights, and then it's going to be filmed for Sky Arts, and that's going to be shown just before the World Cup in whenever that is, the end of November. Fantastic. Nice one. Um, All the best, Lee. We'll catch up with you soon. Take care. What do you mean soon? You'll be coming to the opera, right? Well, 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 if if selected, I'm sure we'd love to, yeah. If 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 we've got a couple of spares... I've just told you the website, buy one. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, we'll have to talk about the Sesco goal, of course. Although it's, you know, not strictly, uh, he's not strictly playing in Germany. on good news for Steve Perriman travel, as you it pointed out. It certainly was. There was, yes, I did contact the skipper earlier on. I don't think he's, he's involved with that business anymore, but um, uh, I did say to him, he, he, he celebrated in the right place, did Sesco, because if you watch the goal back, and it's gone viral today, there is a big banner ad where, where um, he um, celebrates Steve Perryman at travel. And um, I met some, I've met Sweden fans quite a few times, uh, even abroad, um, sorry, Tottenham fans who are Swedish, mm. abroad and in this country, who have come over four games with Steve Perryman travel. So the, the business still exists. Well, I, I don't believe Steve is involved in it anymore. But yeah, lovely ad for them. Very good. It's gone viral yes, today. So, uh, yeah. now, I don't know if you saw uh, Tony Adams in uh, Strictly and uh, Basically, unless Arsenal fans vote in large numbers, he's definitely going out. Well, they probably time. will, won't they? I think he was terrible. I mean, that's it's. I mean, he was good. You know, he was bold. And he gave it. He gave, well, not Steve Bold, but he gave it a, a go. Like he was, <laughs> he was bold. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll get him on the next series. <laughs> yes, I, I did watch it back. But the I mean, outfit did you have, was mad. Did you see him did, with sort of like yeah, red and white outfit with the number on the back? And yeah. it was. They went for it. They embraced it, didn't they? With the one 0 yes, to the Arsenal. And they everything. did really, but it wasn't. But. Yeah, but I mean, was your expect? Were you, what were you expecting him to be? Snake hip to me, you know? No, I wasn't expecting anything more than. But you know, he's, he's game. Yeah, he's game. Look, sometimes people being game. start like that, and then they go much yeah. further than you think. But you do, do feel he's in, he's in danger. Did he not entertain you though? I mean, it no. was he didn't. No, you didn't. Would don't you think the public will think? I enjoyed watching him dance. I want him what, in for another bad week. Bad dancing is, in, is wow. enjoyable. I've got to be honest. I mean, I don't. It's, I don't watch. You're not a fan, stri- really. I don't watch. I've only for good dance. Yeah. I watch good dancing on a good dancing show. Well, you do see good dancing. Yeah, but <laughs> it's well, talk you, dance. Do you know good dancing <laughs> from bad dancing, Andy? I mean, really. Well, I've become a little bit of an expert since I've been watching it, as you always do. That's a very dangerous thing to say. I've become, I watch Strictly, so I've become something of an expert. How would you be on it? Terrible. Really? Oh. No coordination. I'd be like Tony, really. Well, it's not that I've got, I can, I can, I've got rhythm. <laughs> oh, I have. Well, who could ask for anything more? <laughs> really? I've <I'd>, <laughs> got rhythm. No. Did you see yeah. this story about... Tech? The producer says you haven't. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, you, you, you can't hold a tune. I, mean, I can dance. Oh, Have you ever okay. seen me dance? No. Well, well, when, when it's well, the uh, there's no time sport, like the present. Is the there? Talksport I mean, World Cup Tavern. I'll, I'll dance for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you what. If there was any, there's a decent reason to come along. We will be popping along to the Talksport Tavern uh, under the arches at Waterloo at some point during the, the World Cup, and. Andy Jacobs will be dancing for you uh, on the stage. No problem. Have you got a song? What, what, what sort of? What sort of? No, I'll work on it. I, I, would it be sort of pop? Would it be a pop number? I think it might it be... be a simmering tango. 
Really? Who are you going to do it with? <laughs> the producer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be fun. Really? Yeah. What, like an Argentinian tango? Oh, yeah, we'll do that one. It looks like a Tony Adams tackle, that does, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's it, it, quite, yeah. It's very odd dancing, the Argentinian tango. But you're right, tango. Andy. It's exactly what's going to happen. The Arsenal fans will get behind Tony, and, you know, they're a big global audience. And, That's uh, right. Lying. So I would imagine they'll get behind him, and he'll, he'll stay for weeks. Well, he's going to need it, yeah. I'd say. Uh, now, uh, King Charles has... Uh, revealed his new CR3 insignia. And uh, people in the sun said it's a dead ringer for footballer Cristiano Ronaldo's CR7 logo. Yeah. It risks, risks being confused with the thing. It doesn't really. It's not, not going to be really. used in the same way, is it? <laughs> not really. Be walking around in a tracksuit top with CR3 on the back of it, are you <laughs> really? really? Maybe you are. I don't I know. I don't think he is, really. Um, what else have we got for you? I asked you, have you ever been in disguise? Gareth uh, Southgate, uh, the son, said he was he was on a spying mission last night in Vienna watching Iran. And I thought, well, that's pushing it a bit. He just mm. went and watched the match. But then I saw him in a baseball cap. And I thought, well, maybe he was slightly incognito. So well, you're interested what, in... Do you, a... It doesn't make me different. <clears throat> he wouldn't play differently just because... No. Oh, Gareth's in the stand. No. Oh, no, there's a bloke in the cap in the stand. But he didn't want to get noticed by other football fans, maybe. He just wanted to yeah, go there so, yeah. quite low profile, not in his England blazer, which we respect, of course. Fair enough, yeah. Um, and Kevin Copebridge tells us, um, I went to Copenhagen, the last Champions League uh, group stage game around December to watch Celtic. Uh, my old boss um, was going to be watching and I was frightened that if I got on the telly, I'd be in trouble because I didn't have enough holiday and I'd phoned in sick. So I wore a Santa Claus outfit. <laughs> it's quite clever, <laughs> isn't it? It's quite clever, yeah. It could have been a bit of a Sons of the Desert moment for Lauren Hardy fans, but Kev got away with it. Well done, Kev. So uh, have you ever been in disguise and why? Tell us your stories this afternoon. And Andy is he's, Andy's interested in a ceremonial job. We mentioned Tony Incenzo, groundhopper, uh, talk mm. sport uh, reporter. Had a great honour last night. He was there. He was, um, I think he was opening the uh, new floodlights at Nail C and Tickenham FC. And there he is doing the the official because he lives in West London ceremonial so turning on. So he went all the way down to Bristol for right. that. He went down that way um, uh, for to do. He this. probably prefers driving to me. He does do a lot of driving. But uh, you've been offered uh, the people at Littleton FC so yeah, you could go it's and in open their new card machine. Yeah, what's this year? Too far for too you? Too far, really. Yeah, There's probably. Is. Said, ideally within five minutes of his house in West London. That's Otherwise, it. we are. Although one of the listeners did phone up and said they're willing to drive you anywhere in the country. <laughs> <laughs> but we were a bit nervous <laughs> a bit about nervous that, about really. That, yeah. yeah. I read a lovely story about in the, uh, the Obit column of the Times about Brian Houston, the Olympic athlete. He was mm. 89, a wonderful athlete, and he, he died this uh, this week, uh, age 89. And uh, it said here that he was working at the Hatton Umbrella Department in Simpsons. This is after he'd retired. Yeah. A thief had the misfortune mm. to be spotted by Houston, who may, not longer have, who may no longer have had the whippet-like physique, but gave chase while wearing a bowler hat and clutching a furled umbrella. Needless to say, the thief was apprehended. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a good story. Well, that is good, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Um, another one of these ceremonials, Derek in Paisley says, they're in a good mood in Scotland. We get a lot of uh, emails yeah, and texts yeah, from yeah. Scotland today. They're, they're wanting to talk <laughs> they're to me about football. They probably <laughs> might have turned off after Stuart Weir. In the mid-70s, I won a competition to cut the ribbon to a new pie shop close to Burnden Park. Part of the prize was also to hand out meat pies to the players at half-time. 
Oh, Big Sam would have made of that. <laughs> yeah. Not ideal. Oh, it would have been mid-70s. He wouldn't have been there. Wasn't there that long. But, uh, yeah, what about that? So, handing up pies to the players. Uh, I mean, in the days, probably in the mid-70s, they probably had a pie at half-time. No, they? nobody had a pie at <laughs> 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 Do you remember uh, Get Fit with Graham Williams, the old... Yeah. West Brom and Wales fullback. We used to play that record. Milk and meat. Uh, to be a great professional footballer, drink lots of milk and eat lots of meat. He was telling us. Funny enough, there's an article in this week's Sports Illustrated about the history of milk in sport. It's a typical Sports Illustrated. Yeah. It's really interesting. Quite, quite uh, Newsweek, was it? Well, obviously, but milk has featured <laughs> quite a lot in sport. It's quite fascinating. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, it's uh, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talksport. You wouldn't Mar- have thought that, would you? What's that? Yeah. Milk in milk. sport? Yeah, no. We'll go big on that. I can see Andy Jacobs. <laughs> we'll mention it A TalkSport documentary. <laughs> You'll get a solid hour out of that, Andy, I'll tell you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And the build-up to the World Cup in Qatar, there's been an awful lot of talk of uh, floating hotels, uh, which will be uh, at relatively cheap prices for uh, fans and tented villages out yeah, in the desert. £184 a night. Fantastic. Yeah. Great value. But um, you would think the England families who are planning to go there and, and watch their loved ones are sort of boxed off, but apparently not. There was a briefing apparently uh, yesterday, for uh, family and friends um, and uh, kind of told them what to expect. And one of the aspects of it were, were the prices of the hotels. And it seems the families, despite the pretty decent money that uh, their uh, sons, husbands, etc., earn, um, are going to cost up to £3,000 a night. They've, they were told that some luxury villas were £350,000 for the tournament, and if they were planning to go out and have a three-course meal with a couple of drinks thrown in, they're probably paying two hundred and fifty quid a head. And um, they've they've been shocked. Whatever the boys are earning now, mm. a lot of these boys are from working class stock, and I think it doesn't matter how much money you've got, you balk at spending that sort of money. Um, which, uh, which is why we've called on the services of Simon Cole, a travel expert, to give us his take on that. Hi, Simon. 
He's speechless. Whenever he's no, signing calls. <laughs> He never goes on holiday. <laughs> he's he's never had holiday, holiday in his life. Yeah, he's always on holiday. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's a conundrum. Anyway, we'll try and get Simon back. But why didn't FIFA say to the organising committee and say to Qatar, look, you cannot charge your hotel Simon is more there. than I think he's yeah, I, he hasn't gone on holiday uh, and he wasn't speechless because yeah. he never is. Hi, well, Simon. Oh, look, guys, I'm really sorry. I am actually on holiday. I'm in um, a lovely Stuttgart in oh. Germany, but I always obviously take your calls, and oh, um, especially on an important matter like this. Yeah. Well, I think we are just as uh, you've been covering um, quite uh, quite comprehensively, and we're discovering yet another benefit of um, holding the uh, World Cup um, in the middle of uh, November into December in a country with no footballing tradition and hardly anywhere to stay. Day. Um, and uh, of course, that's reflected in the prices. But look, you were talking just now about floating hotels. I can get you. So um, England and Wales, OK, if I'm not mistaken, for opening games on the 21st of November, I can get you and indeed me, the three of us, mm. we can be aboard the cruise ship World Europa mm. Um we're going to be sharing a room, okay? Oh, okay. We're going to have to argue mm. about who goes on the sofa, but one yeah. of us is going to have to. <laughs> and if COVID but breaks out on still... the boat, you won't be able to get to the match. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's the danger, there. yes, um, if there's an outbreak. But, but it's going to cost us £180 per person per night, which, right. considering, I don't think it's too bad, that's even going to include your very nice bre um, uh, buffet breakfast. Ooh. So um, mm. that's working, but everywhere else it's looking horrible. I'm just checking on a well-known um, hotel booking site, and um, they're offering me on that night of uh, the 21st of November, so that's the day the whole thing kicks off, um, there's a, a hostel where you can save, uh, stay in a dormitory. That'll cost you 80 quid. And then next up is a, uh, a single room that's 500 and rapidly increases to about 1500 pounds a night. Wow. Um, and so it's everything's scarce. There's a lot of demand, of course. Um, and uh, unfortunately, there just isn't the supply to match it. But there are alternatives. Mm -hmm. not, but not necessarily for the fa I mean, the families of the players. The player's going to want to know their families are yeah. safe. And we've heard a lot of talk recently about families coming in for abuse and you don't want to be in a situation where they're, you know, I mean, they, they, they want their families safe and in a, in, in a place that they know and they're being looked after. So, but if that comes at £3,000 a night, Simon, that's oh, horrendous. Yeah. Well, well, it is, um, and it's it's quite lucky. I, I absolutely agree that um, you know, if you with their backgrounds, looking at those sorts of prices for a night in a hotel look absolutely absurd. And indeed, they are absurd. And um, I was I was out in Russia for the uh, 2018 World Cup, and of course, that was kind of going to the other extreme. You have the uh, the World Cup in the world's biggest country, mm. and there's loads of space. I paid um, I think about fifty pounds a night for a, a kind of okay two star hotel room. Um, there's plenty of room for everybody and um uh, no great rip-offs yeah it was moscow on on final tonight was um, was getting a bit pricey but uh, that that was about it um and so i'm afraid anybody who's heading out there whether you are a loved one of a player or whether you are simply an england or wales fan or indeed a a fan of the game who just wants to see some um, uh, good football um it's gonna cost you yeah. and the 
the alternative I'm going to su- suggest, if you don't want to pay those prices, is you do the obvious thing, which is base yourself in um, mm. Dubai, yeah. and then there's just going to be dozens and dozens of flights. Typically, £250 return, which is a lot, but not if you're looking at £1,500, £2,000 for a night in a hotel. Yeah, I imagine that's what the players Yeah, let's, do. let's Dubai yeah. do the same thing, because they, <laughs> they know that people want to stay. We, we were in Russia as well, and uh, we stayed in quite a lot of FIFA-approved hotels, one of which in Kaliningrad was, in fact, yeah. the worst hotel I've ever I've got I've the ever feeling no one, from, no one from FIFA would have stayed in it. Um, <laughs> what was FIFA approved? I mean, there weren't that many hotels in, in Kaliningrad, but the Navigator was... Uh, it was oh, it truly, was an experience. terrible. But um, uh, yeah. what was I going to say to you? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's purely about... There aren't a lot of rooms, so that's why they're at such a premium. But could, couldn't these sort of... I mean, you, you would think FIFA, as Andy said at the top, wouldn't FIFA say, you know, you can't, you can't scalp like this, you know, you you can't you can't uh, uh, whack uh, the prices up to this extent it, it's just the market yeah that that's all that's happening if you've got a very constricted supply of rooms um when everybody is in town then everybody then the prices are going to go up you can't um well as the um as the government is finding you, know, you can't really buck the market no. um the price is what it is and you know fifa of course decided it was a terrific idea to hold the world cup there and they presumably would have taken into the fact that account the fact that um, there isn't really much accommodation if you get a whole load of fans turning up it's going to be uh, quite tricky of course the other aspect is actually getting out there and um, my my bet my, sorry my recommendation mm. in terms of um, uh, if you want to get a reasonable deal on going out there and staying somewhere close by but without spending too much money I can tell you you're not going to like it but it, it will work um, is is go and go and um, base yourself in Saudi Arabia. Um, obviously, uh, dreadful human rights regime. Obviously, um, you're not going to be um, able to uh, enjoy that uh, that that um, sunset cocktail, shall we say? No. Um, but actually, the border is um, you know, uh, only about uh, uh, 30, 40 miles from. Doha and most of the stadiums, and um, you can stay over the other side, and the, it's relatively easy. Good for Newcastle fans. Yeah, we are being told though, Simon, <laughs> that you know you, you yeah. can't really travel without tickets if you're a uh, you know they're they're going to attempt to stop you travelling without tickets at this uh, this stage if, if they suspect you're an England football fan. They don't want people going there unless they're going to the games. Yeah, but the thing is, Doha is very much an international, you know, like, like it's trying to turn itself into Dubai, of course. Um, and, uh, you know, it's an international hub. Uh, lots of people there for business, lots of people there just on stopovers between flights. And um, it would be very difficult for them to control it. If you did indeed turn up in your your your, your full uh, Newcastle United um, uh, uh, strip, then you might you might be identified. But otherwise, um, I think I think mo- many people could kind of melt in yeah. With, with this and you're not going to be questioned too uh, too closely on, on on what you're doing there so i'm actually you know, I, I'm quite quite inclined just to sort of drift in because the other thing you'll find with these prices is that the closer we get the lower the prices go because yeah. all these people are trying it on. They've heard, oh, the bloke down the road, he got um, 1,500 quid a night. Okay, oh, you've got a nice apartment. That would be 5,000 at least. But actually, with all big sporting events, 
prices fall shortly beforehand because everyone's um, hoping to uh, punt them out at some ridiculous price. Then they suddenly realise, oh, we haven't got any takers. Uh, let's cut the price so that we don't, um, uh, at least we get something. So I'm, I'm quite relaxed about this, um, but I can see that the uh, loved ones of the uh, players are not relaxed at all about it. Absolutely. Simon, good to talk to you. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks very much. Thank you. Simon called an air travel expert. On his holidays, he comes in and sees very, very nice good of him, yeah. yeah. And that's a very good bit of advice. I'll hold your nerve. I remember around the Champions League, the prices for accommodation in Madrid when we went there were horrendous. Did you have any trouble when you went to... You came straight back from Munich, didn't no, you? No, Did you, you no. Stayed? We stayed, but we stayed quite a long way out of Munich. Right, so, OK. Yeah, so it was well, we stayed pretty good. central about the prices, but then on the last day, I knew a couple of people who'd booked almost... They took a chance and they got one on that day and they paid more or less the going rate you know the trouble is if you wait till say England are in the semi-final and then you decide I mean I've got a friend who said I said to me you're going out there he said well if England gets the semi-final we might go and that then will again become very expensive yeah well so don't wear your John Ball outfit or your England shirt dress like a sort of (laughs) off-duty businessman check shirt pair of chinos that's the way no one's going to bother you the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast there we are that was this afternoon's show just to remind you yeah um uh, we are bringing you an extra podcast, aren't we? Two we extra are, podcasts. Two. Uh, kind of um, uh, Andy's Andy's bits of cut-out paper, the best <laughs> of the stories from all the mayhem that, yeah. that Andy never gets round to Before on I the show. Threatening letters. And also a kind of director's cut of uh, clips, clips of the week. Uh, and we'll be doing different specials on presenters and shows as time goes on. But uh, you get a 14-day free trial for that. It's a TalkSport yeah. Plus. Go to wherever you get your TalkSport podcast. I think they've been fun. I've enjoyed they have doing been, yeah. yeah. TalkSport Plus and um, 14 days free. And then I believe you pay two ninety nine, and you get ad-free uh, podcasts, all the other podcasts ad-free as well, which we bring you with the clips and the H&J Daily as an added bonus. So go and check those out. Give them a try. It won't cost you a penny, and if you like them, hopefully you'll subscribe and we'll bring them to you every month. Talk Sport Plus. But for now, thanks for listening. I'm here with Charlie tomorrow. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.